0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm joined today by the FPL champ. The year before last, he finished 215th, but last season, he finished number one in FPL. And Ali, you're going to help me build the perfect team. It's a bit of a combination of your and my team today, right?
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, Jandy. It's always a pleasure chatting to you, especially when we uh, talk in FPL.
0: Yeah, exactly. I'm definitely feeling well up for the new season now. So look, let's build this draft and start with the differentials that you've selected in your team. So straight away, I knew an alley team would have a couple of differentials. And yeah, it absolutely did. So we'll go through uh, some of your standout players. I'll mention who I've got in that position, too. And then we'll perhaps put all the players in that we both got. Uh, in the second half of this show. So let, let's start off with pick number one, and that is Darwin Nunes. You've you've got Darwin in your team. We're putting him in, in our combined team. He's someone I'm very much considering too. Liverpool's new number nine. He's wearing the number nine shirt, scoring goals pre-season. You worried a little bit about rotation and, and minutes, or do we think Klopp is building this team for Darwin as the number nine over Hakpo?
1: A little bit, but um, I do have a soft spot for uh, you know um, players that... Just getting a lot of chances in the game. I think um, last year was a bit uh, tricky for Davin Nunes because it was his first year adapting to a league, and uh, he's fairly young as well. You know, uh, we we know that he's still learning his trade, yep. and uh, I don't think Liverpool has paid around 80 million to uh, for a bench player. So I think he will be well integrated in the first team and uh he's got a high potential. The thing with strikers I really really like the uh players that have a high ceiling because uh just a goal doesn't give them many points. So uh the brace uh, potential is there, hat trick potential is there even though the first fixture is against Chelsea. It's a tough fixture you could say but uh I think with uh, early in the season there will be a lot of goals in this type of you know
0: uh hard fixtures as well. Yeah, well, you're right with Darwin like the the brace potential has to be there and he is a big chance hog. We like players in FPL that big chances fall their way and if you get two goals as a forward you're mopping up all three bonus. But look, let's move on to um another one of your standout picks. You've got Luke Shaw at the back. Over look, most of us have man united defense covered by anana for example, the goalkeeper, but Luke Shaw is 0.5 more than anana, but someone you want in your team and we've put him in our combined I think I've experienced not having him the
1: towards the end of the last season because and uh whenever you see the bonus points uh, and everything you you just you can see how important Luke Shaw is uh FPL wise because he's always on bonus points he's always creating he's always he's got a good goal goal threat as well so uh for me uh even if comparing to Onana I think Onana will be uh, getting some of the bonus points from uh, Luke Shaw in, in terms of defensive uh, stats, because he likes to play with his feet. We've seen in the Champions League final for Inter what yeah. he's done. I think I think the, this will attract a lot of bonus points for a uh, 5 million uh, defender as well. Um, so uh, Onana should be uh, a good pick as well. But Luke Shaw for me has a higher ceiling.
0: Yeah. And Luke Shaw will be on some of the set pieces with Bruno, but Mason Mount now coming in might see uh, fewer set pieces for Luke Shaw's wave. Time will tell on that one. Uh, I was looking in the scout members area the other day and Luke Shaw's BPS, his his bonus point system is, is, is so good. His bonus point score is so good that um, yeah, his baseline is so high. that If he gets an attacking return, a goal or an assist straight away, you fancy him for a minimum of one bonus. Um the, the, the next pick is a bit controversial, Ali, because in my team, I've got Martinelli. We all have Saka. So in fact, let's drop Saka into the team now because we don't need to talk about Saka. But alongside him, I've got Martinelli. You're looking at Trossard. So who am I to question the winner of FPL? We're going to go in our combined with Trossard. I'm really worried about starts, but he has impressed pre-season. I know you're not committing to this until the uh, the Community Shield and those minutes might help impact our decision. But with the information we have at the moment you 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 like trossard right
1: absolutely um I think he's had a fantastic uh preseason scoring against Barcelona uh scoring in another game as well, and he's always active you know one thing with trossard you know he brings goals in a team and <laughs> sometimes playing in a uh you know uh at emirates let's say when, when the, most of the teams are just parking the bus and uh, trying to play deep, I think Trossard is the best player to pick up the pockets uh, and uh, free spaces. Um, I think tact- tactically, it could also, you know, be uh, utilized in the midfield as well. I'm not sure if Havertz gets the starting uh, place straight away because, uh, you know, it's a preseason. He's got to get his minutes and uh, get used to the system. I think Trossard could be a you know good shot in the midfield as well, but uh, it's it's still up for grabs because uh, I I, want, I like that differential. I uh, love the fact that it's only seven million, yeah. um, and uh, we'll see in the community shield as you said. Um, I think both teams will um, put up a good strong eleven, and um, this will tell us a lot about first uh, eleven of Arsenal as well.
0: Yeah, the roots to the team are interesting, as you say, because Trossard can play in the Martinelli role. He can play in the Jesus role, but also what was last season, the Jacca role that we expect to be filled by Havertz. We've seen pre-season Trossard also playing that kind of left-centre mid position. So it's an interesting one. And even if he's benched and he's in your FPL team, He's the sort of guy you know is coming on every game if he doesn't start. So if he gets 30 minutes, I've always said this with Foden, 30 minutes of Foden against a tired defence isn't the worst. It's, it's far from ideal. You want starters in your team. But a Trossard or a Foden coming on, a Jota, another prime example, you back them to maybe still try and get something. But look, let's move on to goalkeepers because I've got an Nana. I don't have Luke Shaw, but I was happy to go Luke Shaw because it is a, a tough call with our combined team. You're looking at at Ramsdale, but Raya could come in and that could affect. So we've kind of settled on someone. I mean, you've got Aston Villa covering your team. You've got um, Aston Villa defender in, but we're going to replace him and go with Martinez as our combined goalkeeper. Because I think Martinez at 5 million before Anana came into the game was definitely someone I was looking at. And I think Aston Villa defence under Emery, probably underrated. And we've seen in years gone by, haven't we, Martinez? He's brilliant at picking up save points and bonus points too. So I think probably being a bit overlooked.
1: Absolutely, I think uh, Aston Villa is one of the teams that are on the up. Uh, their defensive uh, recruitments of this summer, uh, Paul Torres from Real is uh, he, he's just going to add solidity. And well, let's yeah. not forget they have Diego Carlos as well, which was yeah. has been you know big uh, money signing big too. Yeah. yeah, big money signing. I mean their defense is just improved drastically and uh i think it will uh, get better and better and in in my case maddie cash is just one of the roots to their defense which is uh if he's nailed i think 4.5 for aston villa defender fairly attacking and he scored in the preseason as well uh i think it was against brighton i'm not sure so um uh, i think aston villa uh in you know uh later Uh, pictures starting from the second one I think game two they have a game against Everton at home so uh, it's a good picture for them you can pretty much rotate your defence and uh, that was the idea behind it
0: yeah nice okay so we're going to go Martinez in so at the moment we've got Darwin Shaw Trossard Got Martinez, we've got Saka in. Let's also um chuck Rashford in. We don't need to talk about Rashford. He's someone that's in most of our teams, Saka as well. But let's so that mid- midfield's coming more and more complete when we put in our Man City players. So Haaland, he's go straight in. But then the midfield slot here, we both got Foden in our team. So he has to make it into our combined team. Again, people will question the minutes with Foden. But there's more roots to the team this season. Gundogan has left. Mahrez has left. We could see him playing in either of those roles. And he's a really good FPL asset because, again, big chances fall his way. He's a very good creator. And the Man City fixtures just feel too good to ignore, don't they? I know we've all got Haaland, but knowing everyone's captain in Haaland every week, you don't gain from City winning 3-4-0. You you need more. And, and Foden feels like the obvious addition to Haaland, right? Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Um, having Holland is, uh, you know, not making anything to your team. It's just a safety, uh, boat there because everybody <laughs> will have him. Everybody will yeah. captain him and, uh, you just have to have him. But in order to, uh, you know, uh, gain advantage from those good fixtures, good opening eight or nine fixtures, I think you have to have triple city. And, um, even though, uh, it's, uh, it's only, they, they haven't had a good preseason, I believe. I think I've, they've lost to Madrid as well.
0: Yeah, they lost uh, to Atletico, didn't they? Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, um, but I think they'll have a good season. Uh, not sure if they win it because I'm back in Arsenal to do so. But the opening fixtures are too good to ignore. So, Podium is in my team for sure.
0: So, that you mentioned Triple City there. John Stones, we've both got him in our teams. He goes straight in at 5.5. With the heavy fixture schedule around the Champions League, maybe someone like Diaz is a little bit safer. But as long as you've got a good first sub option, John Stones feels like the best Man City option because he's playing in those midfield positions quite often and the the goal threat is there with John Stones. And and we do, like, when we look at this team at the moment, our sub one for game week one, he won't be sub one often, is Ben Chilwell. So we've both got Chilwell in. He makes it into our combined teams. Did you always feel like you were going to back Chelsea defence or is it what you've seen pre-season? Because for me, it's seeing Chilwell attacking so much pre-season. Like, it feels like the right-back, Rhys James or Gusto, when he plays, can still get forward and is still encouraged by Poch to get forward, but has his limitations. Yet Ben Chilwell on the left has a completely different plan from the manager, which is just attack at will. And Ben Chilwell has spoken pre-season about how the manager has said, I want you to get forward at every opportunity. And we're seeing that already.
1: I think he's one of those unique players that, uh, remains, uh, remains the same level of quality when he plays. You know, uh, he's, I've never seen him uh, having a bad performance, maybe defensively, but attacking wise, he's always been, you know, top notch. And, uh, I think even if they concede Chelsea, I mean, uh, the, uh, he would still be in and amongst the attacking returns. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why I back him even in my bench. But uh, for the upcoming pictures, he's a good asset. And uh, he's always good to watch.
0: You just know what you're getting with Chilwell. And that is, yeah, a- attacking at will and a good chance of clean sheets when the fixtures turn game week three for them. So, yeah, Chilwell is definitely in there. Before we do the rest of the bench, though, there's still two players in the starting 11 we've not discussed. And two guys straight in our teams. I knew you would have these two, Ali. And that's two Brighton players. Stu Pananis don't think we need to talk about too much. I think he's the game's most popular defender at the moment I and mean, it's around 50 percent ownership um and again maybe when the fixtures turn or european football starts he's one we look to sell like i'm looking at upgrading a stupid to reese james after a few weeks but to start the season with a stupid makes complete sense but matoma i we've both got him in our teams and i do think he's the standout brighton pick but i don't think it's I think there's a conversation to be had that there are other Brighton attacking players that you could pick above Matoma, like João Pedro. You don't. You said it about Darwin earlier, Ali. You don't spend that money on a forward and, and to bench him. And Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool didn't do that with Darwin. Well, João Pedro, thirty million for Brighton, their record signing by a country mile. I think he's going to be a really good FPL option. And, and I am torn of going Giao Pedro over Matoma and changing my formation. But at the moment, I think because it's the start of the season, I'm playing steady and I just want to watch how Giao Pedro settles into that team. But preseason, he's been good. But I'm I'm going to say Matoma edges it. Have you swayed away from Matoma or are you pretty set?
1: I think I'm um, starting to have my doubts over him because Brighton's uh, points will be well spread over the... Uh... You know, attacking line. Even uh, the strikers will be heavily rotated. Yeah. Ferguson with Welbeck and Joao Pedro. I mean, this this players uh, with Europe coming up, uh, they will be rotated. And Mitoma is. Uh, I think there are some players that, regardless of uh, you know how they perform in the preseason games, uh, I think they're still you know you know they offer quality, and Mitoma is one of them. Uh, but. Uh, There's Inciso, uh, which is a million cheaper, but uh, I'm not sure whether he's nailed or not. But he's actually uh, one of my favourite players out of uh, Brighton. So um, if I see some movement uh, and a couple of games back to back for Inciso, I'll probably go for him as well.
0: Nice. Okay, so that completes our 11. The bench, pretty much we've gone basement-like, uh, bargain basement. So we've got Chilwell in there as one good option. But then it's a 4 million defender, uh, uh, sorry, a 4 million goalkeeper, Ariola. We've got 4.5 million forward, Semenyo, and then a 4 million defender, Kabore. I don't think it matters too much about these bench positions because... Having one good sub-option is like, is all you're likely going to need in the first few weeks of the season. Maybe, yeah, you want players getting minutes. And I think the 4 million defender gives us that as maybe a second sub sub-option. Um, but yeah, there is our all-star team, Ali. I've enjoyed picking a team with you. I think, I mean, this is pretty much a, a combination of both our teams, but it looks pretty strong, pretty damn strong. And I like the fact that we've gone with one or two differentials in that 11 like darwin for example it feels like a standout differential obviously trossard is a massive one and i'm going martinelli who's i think only around 15 percent owned uh in that position maybe slightly lower um but yeah how important to you last season was it to have one or two differentials to really stand out obviously to gain a good rank you don't necessarily need them you can be template and gain good ranks but to win fpl as you did you can't win fpl with the same team as everyone else can you
1: Absolutely. And, uh, I have a weird feeling when I'm, when my team is very template. Like I'm, I feel uncomfortable where, when my players are owned by a lot of managers because I don't feel excitement that way. Uh, I feel like it's a, it's a bit boring to play, but it might be a good move in the beginning of the season because, yeah, you're, you're basically, um, ensuring yourself, uh, of falling too, too much behind, you know? um and but for me it's a golden rule two or three differentials in every theme so uh, i'll be following it as well
0: but ali before we go we've got to speak about your book because i was fortunate enough to read it before it was publicly released uh on tuesday but yeah tell us a little bit about the book why you wrote it and 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 the feedback you've had so far
1: um it's been it's been a hell of a journey for me because uh i've i've decided to i had an idea of uh writing an ebook and uh yourself as well inspired me to do so because it was a once in a lifetime opportunity to share my thoughts with the audience and uh, winning fpl you know it was a great experience for me and i should have shared you know i had to share it with the audience i have on my uh, twitter accounts and uh, youtube as well so this book is about pretty much uh, my journey last season and uh, all the basic principles i followed everything that i have helped me you know to uh get up top so uh it's it's not so long it's easy to read with good graphics with the practical examples and uh of course um as initially planned i'm uh, i will be donating 30 percent of the uh, profits uh, to Street Child United to the um a charity I admire greatly. So uh it's uh it's a great opportunity for me to you know have some kind of impact as uh, you know and uh you can check it out in the link description uh below. So um uh, it's easy to buy, easy to read. Just I hope you all enjoy it.
0: Honestly, the, the the psychology chapter, Ali. Like, what an amazing opportunity to get inside the head of an FPL winner. And you won FPL because of your mind game, in my opinion. You really did. Um, and that's your 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 risk appetite and the fact that you're happy to 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 forget about the fear of missing out, FOMO. It gets all FPL managers, but even from your game week one draft. Putting Darwin in, knowing he's a minutes risk, but knowing you want a differential and and that's how you can win FPL by, yeah, a lot of template players, but also separating yourself from the field. So definitely worth a read, guys. Um, I read it in a couple of hours. It's not like you can read it before the start of the season, I promise you. Um, So do check out the link in the description. And as Ali says, 30% to charity as well. No brainer. Guys, thank you so much uh, for watching. And Ali, thank you for coming on. Do check Ali out, by the way, on his YouTube channel uh, and on Twitter. Ali, you're becoming pretty active on Twitter, which I'm a big fan of. Um, Thank you for that. Or should I say of X? Um, (laughs) But, yeah, um, guys, we'll see Ali, I'm sure, throughout the season. Um, But thank you lots for watching. Uh, Do like and subscribe. And we'll see you. you.
1: Podcast Network.